what is your net worth? In junior high and high school, we begin asking ourselves the lifelong question, what is my net worth as a human? And we continue to ask this question, and the only difference between an adult, a middle-aged person, and a high schooler is that we picked something many years ago to hang our worth on, and now we're either trying to convince ourselves that we've done well enough and we have value, or we see that fading or crumbling and we lose it, and uh, we begin to feel worth less. Well, if we try to measure our worth, uh, what are our options? Where do we go? Uh, the first, of course, is money and stuff. Uh, even Proverbs 14.10 tells us that the poor is disliked even by his neighbor, but the rich has many friends. So we look at what we've piled up and we look around at each other's clothes and purchases and other things that money give and we, if we're honest, measure some people higher than others, including ourselves. Uh, but the question is, is that number what you're worth? If you lose your money or possessions, is your worth gone? Are all the poor of the world worthless? Well, of course not. But then the other one we do a lot is uh, insanely popular, and that is our physical bodies. We measure our worth that way. So things like beauty, attractiveness, uh, but also strength or fitness or maybe sports ability or artistic ability, something physical that we have uh, is where we try to hang our worth. But is that really what you're worth? I mean, think after all, everyone in the end gets old, gets weak, gets sick, gets less attractive. So do we all lose our worth as we pass our physical prime? Uh, something else that we often hear is, you know, even from Olympians who maybe are both beautiful or attractive and have been successful, uh, won gold medals, and they say, none of that was as worth the family that I have. So maybe your worth is tied up in the relationships that you have. Well, think about your family, or maybe an example. Some cool guy wants you uh, as his girlfriend, and that may give you a sense of worth. But what happens when he breaks up with you? Is, are you suddenly worth less as a human? You know, we often think we are, which is why when our human relationships of any kind crumble, it hits us so hard because we thought that's where our worth was and our meaning in life. So with all three of these examples, and we could look at any other examples of things in this world that we would use to measure our worth, uh, we see that they're all false. It's not the truth. And any one of those three and anything else you could come up with, you could look at it carefully and look at people with a lot or a little and see that that's not human value. So I want to give you two real measures of your net worth according to God's word. The first one is this. God created you with immeasurable value because you were made in his image. We're told that in Genesis 1, right at the very beginning of the Bible. After all the other animals 
uh, all the other things that God made that were just earthly, he then made something different, something eternal, something creative itself. It can create in many different forms of that. It was a relational being with feelings, and it was moral, able to choose to do things that are right or choose to do what is wrong. And when God created that and placed that incredible, valuable being on this earth and in this earth, you can see why there's nothing around here that we can pile up or look to to try to measure your worth. So when I look around, uh, maybe in a busy place, and I see all levels of wealth or lack thereof, all levels of physical beauty or lack thereof or talents and even the close relationships that you can see there. Something that's helped me is to picture a glowing ball as the eternal soul, just as a picture in my mind. This is residing, but it's hidden inside every decaying body, all the decaying clothing, all the decaying wealth, all of the broken relationships. The soul is the only thing that will last and is made in the image of God. That's incredible value all around. And the rest, the, the trappings on the outside, is just dust on the scale of worth. So that's the first point. The second place to look and measure your value is this. God purchased you at an immeasurable cost which was the life of Jesus. So here's what I want you to think about. God makes each of us, right, with infinite value in his image. We then rebel against him. We reject him, just as the first humans did. And we say, no, I value the things on this earth more than you. I want to find my life, my worth here. When we do this, this explodes our relationship with God. It's broken, and there's a huge crack in our souls. Now, God could have left us there. He could have said, fine, go for it. But instead, God looks at all of our glowing eternal souls that are chained to anchors of sin, dragging us to the bottom of hell by our own choice. And he graciously unhooks the chain of each person who will believe in him and in his love, and he hooks those chains to his perfect son, Jesus, instead of us. And Jesus is dragged down instead. This is how God put it in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began, but now in these last days he has been revealed for your sake. So, when you catch yourself measuring your net worth. I encourage you, go ahead and measure. But remember, it can't be measured by anything in this world. Instead, see the eternal image of God stamped on you 
hiding inside. Who cares what happens to the rest? And remember that Jesus freely to you, but at a measurable cost to himself, paid to ransom and heal that soul. Now you're ready to answer my question. What is your net worth?